Welcome to the George D. Football Show. This is episode... Uh, I'm not sure. Um, in this episode, we're going to take a quick look, a recap of the Rams' visit to Lambeau Field. And we're going to... Um, we're only going to take a quick recap there. We don't have to go over too much. Um, then we're going to look at... The NFC and AFC Championship Games. And we're going to give a, a prediction on those, um, those battles for the right to play for the Super Bowl title. I mean, you're going to win your conference. You're already going to have an awesome season. Once Sunday's over, two teams will be conference champions. So that means you outlasted four other divisions. You you won your conference. You're a champion in some way. Um, but of course the ultimate goal is to be the best the best of the best, right? Like you wanna be number one. Um so yeah, let's hit on this Ram game real quick. The Rams went into Lambo, um they were down a couple important pieces on offense. Cooper Cup, um, David Edwards. Cooper Cup's our receiver. Edwards is our left guard. Uh, we were hoping they would play, but nope. Um, they didn't play. And uh, Aaron Donald played, but he was obviously... I mean, I thought he would be like 80 85%, but he was nowhere near any... He just was not himself... But, um, no excuses, uh, Green Bay earned the bye week and it really showed because the Rams had to play that extra game in Seattle and that's where Donald and Cup got hurt and Edwards, so that right there shows you the value of that bye week, um, like the Rams had to go up to Seattle to earn the right to go play Green Bay and couple of their guys got banged couple of their really important guys got banged up and that's the way the cookie crumbled there like um no excuses because uh like it sucks that our guys were banged up but you have to hold yourself to the same standard like um if you tell other fan bases and other guys you talk and debate with like no excuses you guys you have to hold yourself to the same standard. So, no excuses for me. The Rams went in there. They got beat. Um, they played all right. Like they didn't get, they didn't get their asses kicked. Or, I mean, it was thirty-two to eighteen, but it was twenty-five to ten at one point. And um, but the Rams were able to score the touchdown there in the second half. They got it to 25 to 18. Um, they went for the two-point conversion, which I think is really smart. When you're down like 15 points, you want to go for the two-point conversion on the first touchdown you score. Because obviously the plan is to make it there, right? Like, we'll go with this score as an example. Like 25 to 10, the Rams were down. And, um... It was like the third quarter. So you score the touchdown. You get it to 25 to 16. 
Okay, now you're down nine. So you go for the two right here. That way, if you make it, bam, you're 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 down seven. Perfect. If you miss it, you're down nine, but you have the rest of the game to make up that extra possession you're gonna need. So like if you go for the extra point, you make it. 25 17 now you're down eight points so you go and you score a touchdown later on but it's later in the game and if you miss the two-point conversion later in the game as opposed to earlier it is going to be more difficult because you're going to have less time on the clock so it's better to miss it earlier in the game than to miss it later in the game. The two-point conversion, that is. Um, so that's what the Rams did, and they got it. Um, they got the game 25-18. Then they had to hold Green Bay, and they couldn't. Green Bay was moving the ball pretty much all game, which was one of the keys was to stop them. And the Rams couldn't do it because, you know, they just couldn't. Um... And Green Bay put the game away with the long touchdown pass over the top to Lazard. And that pretty much sealed the deal because the Rams... I mean, it was a grind for them to score the 18 points. And um, once Green Bay got over that 30-point barrier, it was pretty much all she wrote. Because, um, like, the Rams, they just weren't... Um, they weren't 100%. And then, like, Green Bay is really good and... Even if the Rams would have scored another touchdown or two, Green Bay would have just—it's like it would have been like no problem for them to get another drive and score like another field goal or something like that. So we were pretty much done. Like I was surprised how good Green Bay was. Like I knew they were good, but like a lot of the narrative sometimes is like, "Oh, this team isn't that good." Like they're skating by, like blah blah this and that. But like lately, I've been like. I've been buying into the Packers like wow this team and um the proof was right there on Saturday when they kicked the crap out of my Rams but anyway yeah that's the way that game went um I was I mean I, I like the way the Rams played they just didn't play good enough to beat the one seed like you could tell the Rams are a good team they're just not good enough to be champs this year so a lot to work on in the offseason we'll do a bunch of episodes about the offseason here coming up but anyway congrats to the Packers they beat us in the second game it was uh T New Orleans hosting Tampa Bay in the second divisional round game um it was a close game um New Orleans had a lead in the second half um what was it 20 to 13 and uh Breeze hits Cook on a little short post down the middle or a little slant, um, then Cook's, like, running up field, and, uh, a Tampa Bay guy comes and, um, makes solid contact with him, punches the ball out, ball comes out, uh, Tampa Bay runs it back a little bit, then, um, they set up the offense, Brady goes down, put, punches it in for a touchdown, ties the game at 20, um, then, uh, New Orleans didn't score after that. Then Tampa Bay added a field goal. Breeze threw another interception. Tampa Bay added a late touchdown. 
and that's the way that game ended. 30 to 20. So now it's Tampa Bay at Green Bay. The Battle of the Bays for the NFC title. Um Yeah, I don't know if these teams have ever played for the NFC Championship. I'm gonna say no. Because like that's my final answer. I didn't research it, but I'm pretty sure because I've been watching football since like 1990 and Tampa Bay was garbage when they were like an expansion team earlier like in the mid 70s and like I'm like I I I would bet a million dollars right now that they have never played for the NFC title. But anyway, yeah. Tampa Bay at Green Bay on Sunday. 3.05 p.m. It's the first game. Green Bay is currently a three and a half point favorite. The over-under is 51, and a, 51 points. The weather is going to be 18 degrees with a six mile an hour breeze. Uh, 43% chance of precipitation. Um, Tampa Bay is plus 160 on the money line. Green Bay is minus 185. So, those are the betting odds. Earlier this year, they played and they played in Tampa Bay. And Tampa Bay, kind they kind of beat the crap out of the Packers. Like, it was 38-10. to 10, But, that doesn't matter. Like... That does not matter at all. Like, as I'll give you a quick example. Um, Seattle had beat the Rams two weeks earlier before their playoff game. And the Rams went back and beat them. Like, so it doesn't matter. Like, it does, Like, I know they played earlier and, and Tampa Bay looked really good. But, if anything, that's like a, a bad thing because now Green Bay saw... What you did really, really good against them, and you know they get a chance to um, play at home. Number one, this will be Tampa Bay's third playoff game, but they're pretty healthy. Like only Antonio Brown and Ledbetter are questionable for the pack for the Bucks, so they're pretty healthy. But it'll be their third playoff game. They ha they have to beat Washington on the road, then they have to beat the Saints. And now they got to go up to Green Bay and play the one seed. So, if Tampa Bay goes to the Super Bowl, they will definitely have earned it. Um. So, yeah, anyway, earlier in the year, they Tampa Bay played really well against Green Bay. But that doesn't matter. Like, to me, I don't, other analysts might think that that's like a big deal or something. But I don't think that matters at all. Um, there's this thing called the gambler's fallacy. Where, if you think what happened in the previous game matters in this, like, that is a catastrophic way of looking at things. Like, you can really, that can be a really bad mistake. So, if it matters or not, I don't know, but to me it doesn't. Alright, so on the injury front, for Green Bay, A.J. Dillon and Chris, A.J. Dillon's their running back. Chris Barnes is their linebacker. They're both questionable. 
Um, I'm not sure what the injuries are. They're just they're questionable. Um, for the Buccaneers, Antonio Brown is questionable. He's a receiver for them. And Ledbetter is a defensive lineman. Defensive tackle, I think. He's questionable. Um, the weather I already went over. It's um it's gonna be cold. It's gonna be like not too windy and forty three percent chance of precipitation. Um in the game against the Rams there was like nine thousand fans in Lambo, so I'm pretty sure they're gonna be there uh against Tampa. And it's 3.05, but it's, like, up in the Midwest, and, like, during the winter, it gets dark, like, really early. So it will be, like, you know, it will look kind of like a night game. I'm really excited to see that because I love outdoor um, winter football games. Like, that's as good as it gets as far as I'm concerned. Uh, and you get Tampa Bay, who's, like, a... Florida team, you know, there's always that narrative of like these warm weather teams going up into into the cold to play these really good teams late in the year and it's just always, you know, like it's like a added um obstacle apparently. Like it's a narrative, but like can they go in there and battle the cold, battle this really good team and um figure out a way to get the W? So that's what's facing Tampa Bay. You got to go up to Lambeau in January against Rodgers, the one seed Packers with their dynamic offense, and that's what you have to do to go to the Super Bowl: was beat them up there. And if you're a Buccaneers fan, you're all in. You're like, let's do it. Like this is you can't ask for you. All you can ask for is a chance, and you've got it. You've got uh, Brady. And, um, it's, I mean, that's as good as it gets, right? Like, you're playing for the conference. Um, anyway, the Packers on offense are fifth overall. They're fifth in total offense. They're ninth in passing. Eighth in rushing. So, they can do either. They can run the ball or pass the ball. And they have Jones in the backfield. Dylan, who's questionable, and Williams. And in their passing game, obviously, they have Lazard, Valdez Scantling, and their number one guy, the best one of the best receivers in the league, Devontae Adams. They have the MVP at quarterback. Their offensive line played really well against the Rams because of the scheme. Like they were throwing really quick passes underneath and running the ball against the Rams. Because the Rams were playing a lot of coverage. That's what the Rams do. They like to play that coverage and make you throw everything underneath and rally to the football. And the Packers, they just executed a really, really um, good game plan against the Rams. They were running the ball. And this is something we thought the Rams would be able to stop is the run game. But, like I said, Green Bay has proven that they're the one seed. Like, they played really, really good against a good, solid solid quality Ram team. But anyway, um Oh yeah, and they have the tight end Tanyan who's I mean this guy is total breakout year, right? Like this guy was 
Nobody. I mean, if you're like a NFC North fan or something, you might have heard of this guy like last year or something. But I heard of him, but he, I thought he was just like one of those like third string tight ends that, you know, they just, you see him every once in a while. They're just kind of on the team. But this year, the dude just had a monster season along with Rodgers and Adams. I mean, that whole offense is just rolling. Um, Tampa Bay's defense is sixth overall. They're 21st against the pass. So, um, if you look at the direct matchup, it's Green Bay's ninth overall passing offense against Tampa Bay's 21st pass defense. So that right there kind of poses a problem for the Bucks. Um, You would like to see that defense ranked a little bit better. But um, Tampa Bay's defense is number one against the rush. So that's a that's a, a a bonus for them. Um that matchup is going to be like can Tampa Bay's defense slow down Rodgers and it's basically the same thing the Rams had to do is slow down Rodgers and that offense keep them within striking distance and hope that Brady and Evans and Godwin and Gronk and Cameron Bray and Ronald Jones and freaking uh, Fournette and all those guys Tampa Bay's got can keep up and um and figure out a way to win. It's funny how football is a very simple game. Same game plan. Um, Tampa Bay has two sacks in the postseason. And that's in two games. So that's not good. Their pass rush. Like if you just look at that. Two sacks in two games. Um, that's not very good at all. But in the regular season. Tampa Bay was 8th overall in quarterback pressures. That's really good. Like you're in the top 10. So getting after Rodgers is not going to be easy. Because number one the Packers know. Like duh you're trying to sack our quarterback. The Packers know you're trying to get pressure on Rodgers. So they're going to call quick little routes. With some of their best route runners. To get the ball out of there. And if they see that they're having success blocking your guys up they get looks that they like from your defense they're gonna take shots down the field to Adams and uh, Lazard and Valdez Scantling and all them even Tanyan can run them them uh, crossing routes and get separation from your linebackers and Rodgers will just pinpoint pass boom right on the spot so that's what's facing Tampa Bay's defense and then um, the run game, Aaron Jones and Williams, Dylan, but like I said, Tampa Bay's number one against the run, so I don't know if you're Green Bay, I don't know if you really want to keep running, I mean, you're going to have to run because it's just part of the game, like you're not going to just drop back and throw because Tampa Bay would just put like six DBs out on the field and, you know, like... 
make it really difficult for Rodgers to uh, to pass the ball all game. So you're going to have to slam the run in there sometimes. But uh, that'll be something to keep an eye on. Um, the key matchups in that game for me are what I was just talking about. The Tampa Bay defense versus... Those four top receiving options, Adams, Lazard, MVS, Tanyan. And then uh, the game within the game is Aaron Jones versus this linebacker. Uh, White is his, his last name. He plays for Tampa Bay. Number 45. He had an interception against the Saints. He's really good. Um, those guys are going to run into each other quite a few times this Sunday, so... That linebacker has to... You cannot miss tackles in the NFL. Do not miss tackles. When you miss a tackle... You are not doing your job, man. Like you... Your job is to tackle. You're on defense. Like you're not doing your job. I hate missed tackles. It... It bugs me to it's like missing free throws. It just bugs me. Um like I don't know if you need to like revisit your basic training, but you need to learn relearn how to tackle. I know you're running full speed and if you like these guys are really maybe like run ninety percent speed so that the guy can't just like juke you right away like just just get there and just like right before just slow down a little bit so the guy can't just like sidestep you like you have to figure out how to tackle anyway don't miss any tackles because these guys will be gone um yeah that's the matchup um for tampa bay on offense they're gonna have to figure out a way to get to protect Tom Brady because Rashawn Gary and Zadarius Smith have been playing really good football as far as getting after the quarterback. Uh, this Rashawn Gary kid, he came out of Michigan. He's like in the second year for Green Bay and he's like the last few games he's played really, really good for Green Bay. And of course, Smith, like if you don't know about this guy, I don't know what to tell you. Like, he's one of the best pass rushers in the NFC. Um, so Tampa Bay has to figure out how to give Brady time to look for Evans. Evans was kind of banged up going into the New Orleans. He only had one catch against New Orleans, but it was for a touchdown. And um, Godwin, he's really good. He's their second best receiver. They got Scotty Miller up there. They got Brown, who's questionable. They got Gronk, they got um, Brait, they got those running backs, they got uh, Fournette and um, Ronald Jones. Um, so, like, Tampa Bay has offense to um, to keep up with Green Bay. So, I mean, that's why they're playing for the conference. They're two really, really good teams. Uh, Tampa Bay's offense is ranked 7th overall. They're second in the league in passing, but they're 28th in rushing. So, obviously, their strength is to freaking pass. 
They're third in points scored. They average like 30 points a game during the regular season. In the postseason, they beat Washington by eight. I think it was like 23-15 or something like that. And then they just beat New Orleans um, 30-20. to So they scored 53 points. That's like, what, 26 and a half average or something like that. In the playoffs. Um, so, yeah, that's the... Uh, Green Bay's offense, or Tampa Bay's offense, try to keep up with the Packers' offense and then hope your defense can play well against Green Bay. That's, I mean, that's the game plan for any any football game. Um, And then special teams, you're going to, you can't overlook special teams. That'll lose you the game. Both teams obviously want to play well on special teams. You can't miss extra, like, how do you miss extra points? This is another pet peeve of mine. Alright. Let's just touch on this real quick. If you're a kicker. And you miss an extra. Like you. Like your job is to make kicks. If you miss a kick. You should be docked pay. Like your check should be like less. Because. Okay. Now if it's a long field goal. You're fine. Like that, you can understand. But if it's an extra point, like you cannot miss those. Like that is unexcused. Like I would literally be going through kickers like nothing if I was a GM. I would be like, dude, get out of here. Like if you can't make an extra point, I'll just hire somebody else. Like there's plenty of kickers that need jobs. Like like if you can't, like how's anybody going to get mad at me for firing a kicker that can't make an extra point like that doesn't like what are you like what are you talking about like make the make the kick anyway special teams you got to make those field goals make those extra points you got to play well on punt coverage you got to play well on kickoff coverage um and then on the reverse side when you're receiving the kicks you got to block it you can't muff a punt you can't, like, you have to play really good special teams. Like, that's just, you can't have bad special teams Dan. expect to win. Like, that would just ruin your whole team. Um. So, yeah, that's the matchup. The matchup I'm looking forward to when Tampa Bay has the ball is Evans versus Jair Alexander. Um, Jair Alexander against the Rams gave up negative three receiving yards. So the one time the Rams threw it to the guy that was being guarded by Alexander, he got tackled for a three yard loss. That's all he gave up. Like he didn't give up another catch the rest of the game. That's how good he was against the Rams and the Rams were missing cup and, but still like, like it's your job to move the ball through the air if you're the Rams and they couldn't do it against Alexander so when Evans is lined up against Alexander that's I mean like we just said Tampa Bay has plenty of guys to throw the ball to but they want to get it to Evans like he's like the Tampa Bay like the last four or five years when you deal with their offense it's like where's Mike Evans like this guy he's a game wrecker um so he's their he's their version of Devontae Adams. Like he's their guy. And then they have Godwin there. He's a really, really good wide receiver. He played really well against the Saints. Um 
So yeah, that's the matchup. And then obviously Gronkowski. I think Tampa Bay got him for these kind of games. Like the game against the Saints. He didn't really do too much, but he's got another shot here against um, Green Bay. And then like Gronk and, and, and Brady, they're used to playing in cold because they're spent all them years in New England. So even if it's cold, it's not going to, like, Brady's not going to be like, oh, damn, it's cold out here. Like, he's been playing in it his whole career, which is, like, why I give him the nod in a lot of the GOAT conversations because when you can put up numbers playing in that region of the country, it's more impressive than if you play in warm weather cities or in domes or stuff like that, you know, like you have a... You have more of an advantage playing indoors. But anyway, yeah, Brady will be used to the cold. Gronks will be used to it. Um, Like, Tampa Bay's got to run the ball somehow because, like I said, Alexander. And then um, Evans might still be banged. I mean, he's not on the injury report, though, so I guess he's good to go. Um, So, yeah, that game's going to be awesome to watch uh if i had to give a prediction i would i mean it's gonna be tough to beat green bay i'm not gonna lie like if i had to give a prediction don't hold me to it because i will change my mind i would say green bay wins but like i can't put my finger on it like tampa bay they're just too like I just see Brady playing really well, and and I just, I don't know, like, I'll go with Green Bay. Uh, Green Bay will win. Um, 30 to 28, like, something like that, like. It will be like a, a really close game. It'll go down to like who has the ball last or who makes who can make a stop to win the game. Something like that. Something crazy. But if you're within two points and Tom Brady's got the ball, like you're like that's not like you want more of a separation there because eating the other way around also, like if you got a two point lead and Rodgers gets the ball, like like, dude, what are you doing? You better hope they have, like, 20 seconds left or something, like, where you can just hold on for a couple, two or three plays, because if they have enough time, like, they're going to make the plays. Um. So, yeah, that's going to be awesome to watch. Uh, yeah, my prediction, Green Bay will win. But, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Uh, the other game, all right, Buffalo and Kansas City. Um, Buffalo, this game will be at 6.40 p.m. in Arrowhead Stadium in the great state of Missouri. Uh, right, I think that's where they play. Um, yeah, because there's a Kansas City, Kansas also. Yeah, well, they play in Missouri. This is the Chiefs. Um, Kansas City is a three-point favorite. Mahomes is questionable. This is the main storyline of this game, of the postseason. Is Mahomes got knocked out, basically. Like, he was 
conscience, but he was out. Like he he was in fucking la la land against Cleveland. Like the Browns knocked him out. And um in the second half this happened and he's questionable for this game. Clyde Edwards Lair's questionable. Sammy Watkins is questionable. Brashad Breeland is questionable. It looks like well Watkins didn't play him. Alaire didn't play. But like that was a tough game against Cleveland. Like that was a lot tougher than it had to be. Um Okay anyway. Kansas City minus three. They're the favorite, small favorite. They're at home. That's like that's the smallest point differential you can have as a home team. Um fifty three and a half is the over under. KC is minus one fifty five on the money line. Buffalo's plus one thirty five. Uh, 41 degrees kickoff, 8 miles an hour, wind, 59% chance of precipitation, possible drizzle in the AM, is what the, um, weather report said. Alright, this game, offense, Kansas City's in first in total offense, the Chiefs are second in total offense. Kansas City's first in the pass. Buffalo is third in the pass. Um, Kansas City sixteenth in the rushing the running the ball. Buffalo is twenty. They're like identical almost offensively. Buffalo is second in points scored with thirty-one points a game and. The Chiefs are 6th with 29 points a game scored. So, obviously, these teams, it's their offense that their strength is. Like, they, they're going to try to score. That's how they're going to try to. And then they're going to try to, you know, play good defense. You know, they're going to do their due diligence on defense. But their strength is their offenses. Um, and they're both bringing, like, well... We'll keep an eye on. We're just going to break it down like if Mahomes is going to play. But we honestly have no idea. Like, it would be a shame if Mahomes doesn't play like that. It would be. But I wouldn't, like, they still have a chance because the Chiefs are so good. But that's going to be, like, Buffalo would be the favorite if Mahomes is out. Um. So, yeah, like defensively they're almost identical on defense also like buffalo is ranked 14th in total defense kansas city 16th in total defense buffalo gives up 23 points a game casey gives up 22 points a game so they're like they're very similar teams like but once you, like, break it down further, like, I think the advantage kind of goes to Kansas City a little bit because they have more, they have more weapons on offense than Buffalo. But Buffalo is not far behind. Like, they they got their shit to, like, they're playing really, really good. Um. So, yeah, this game, like, the way I see it is... Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes. And the Bills are a very dangerous team in this. Like, 
the Bills are... They might win this game. Like, I'm not even going to lie. Like, they... I just see Josh Allen... There was a game where I saw Josh Allen playing. And I was like... I was dumbfounded how good this guy was playing. It was a regular season game against, like... I think it was the Patriots on Monday Night Football. And... Like, he was, like, the perfect quarterback. Like, he had the size, the mobility, like, the way he was just laser beaming the ball. I was like, I was like, whoa. I was like, this guy is like, like, if I build a perfect quarterback in my head, it's like almost Josh Allen. Like, just because of, like, the way he threw the ball, like, he was just ripping it. Like, he was just slinging it. It wasn't like floating and just like, it was like, boom, right there in a second. And they have digs. Um, that's, they're going to be Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen going up against the Honey Badger and that Kansas City defense. That's going to be like, wow. Um... Like, Buffalo has a really good chance to win this game because of that. Because I don't think they can cover Diggs. Like, nobody's been able to cover him all year. And like I said, Allen's just playing out of his mind. And, um, they're going into, and the Chiefs are banged up. So, like, to me, that's, I'm going to see how Buffalo's off, because I would not be surprised if Buffalo goes in there and they just start rolling on offense. Like, because like we said, like, Kansas City's strength is not their defense. They're like middle of the pack. And so is Buffalo. But, but Mahomes is banged up. So, I think the quarterback edge goes to, the, to Buffalo. Like, he, as good as Mahomes is because of Josh Allen, just he's healthy. He's not like he didn't get knocked out against... Baltimore you know and in that game Lamar Jackson got knocked out too so these quarterbacks in the postseason like these defenses are coming after him dude like Lamar, Lamar Jackson got knocked out Mahomes got knocked out Allen didn't so Allen's going in there the The Bills are healthy um the Chiefs are a little banged up so I want to see Josh Allen against the Chiefs defense. Because, I mean, you you know what the Chiefs are going to do on offense. They're pretty much unstoppable on offense. You try to guard Kelsey, you drop coverage underneath this to, to slow Kelsey. They're going to hit you over the top with Watkins or with Hill or with Hardman. Um, you, drop def you, you drop your coverage, like you could play cover four or cover three to um, take away the deep stuff. And they're going to hit Kelsey underneath. They're going to call crossing routes with their speed receivers. Um, they know how to dismantle your defense. Like Andy Reid's seen it all. Like you're not going to throw a defense at him. That he's not going to be like, oh, what's this? Like he's he's just an offensive mastermind. Like that dude just knows how to score points. And he's got all these weapons. So we know what the Chiefs are going to do. But the main question is... Mahomes like if you see him the injury it was scary like he 
like if you ever see a boxer get knocked out or something it was the exact same thing like like if you get knocked out you get knocked out like either you're a boxer or a football player or whatever you're still you get knocked out um so yeah like it's the offenses that's like they're why even talk about their defenses like like they have the honey badger and jones right there in kansas city but nobody cares about that like we're gonna see the offense and whoever scores the most points is gonna win so hopefully mahomes is healthy and good to go because i mean chad henny he's all right like but you're not when you're Kansas City and you're seeing your season play out, like before the season starts, you're not picturing Chad Henney taking the field in the AFC title game. Like you, you're picturing Mahomes out there doing his thing, right? Like, so hopefully Mahomes and Josh Allen square off and the best team wins the conference. Um,. Like we said, the uh, Kansas City is a three-point favorite. Buffalo is a live underdog. Like they're, they have a really good chance. So if I'm gonna give a prediction in this game, um, I can't because I don't know if Mahomes is playing. Like, like it's freaking Tuesday. Like we don't the games on Sunday. We still have to go through. He's in the concussion protocol, so if he plays and he's like 100%, there's no way Buffalo can stop Kansas City's offense. Like, the, the Chiefs, they're just too good on offense. Like, they're like the Warriors of the NBA a couple years ago. Like, you, like they'll just hit you with a barrage. Like, you won't even know what hit you, and you'll be down like 20 points. Like, before you know it, like, you have to get your wits about you and you know maybe you're a freaking way behind on a scoreboard so that's gonna be that's the afc game um if mahomes plays and he's 100 percent, i'm gonna go with the chiefs but if chad henny plays i'm gonna go with buffalo because like buffalo is really really good like i thought the ravens were gonna beat the bills um because I thought like like they could like like Baltimore could have beat them but it was just a weird game like we won't break it down but Lamar Jackson threw that game away he threw an interception like the Ravens were down 10 to 3 in the second half and um Lamar Jackson basically threw the game away he threw a pick six in his own end zone and the guy just ran it back like 100 yards and the score went 17-3, and that's how it ended. Um, but, yeah, so the Bills won. They're going to Arrowhead. Um, I can't, like, I could break it down, like, position by position, but it's just going to be, like, offense versus offense. And hopefully the weather doesn't mess things up too much. But, yeah, my prediction is Buffalo wins if Mahomes doesn't play. Or if he starts the game and then he has to, like, leave. 
I'll say Buffalo has the edge big time. But if Mahomes pl- plays, I'll go with the Chiefs. And if um if Henny plays and the Chiefs win, it'll be because Buffalo turned the football over. Because if they keep the ball and they score points, like they'll have a big edge over Kansas City. So yeah, those were my previews for the um conference title games. Um we'll do a review and then we'll do a Super Bowl preview um at some point next week. Um so obviously like these games are going to be broken down by every sports content producer out there. I'm just like you know, giving my little two cents about it. Um, but yeah, like, like looked at, like research these games. Like it's like really interesting. All the storylines and stuff that go into into football. You know, like it's a real basic sport. Like, you know, blocking and tackling, catching and running and stuff. But all these teams have all these different narratives and stuff so it's really interesting it's really really cool a lot of stuff to keep keep up with but when football season is over like it will suck and um the, the off season's all right but it's like it's like shrouded in mystery like how will this move actually play out like if your team gets a really good player in the draft or through free agency or you have to wait months to see how it actually plays out you know like you get all excited like oh dude we got this guy or we drafted this kid and oh we made a trade for this guy and then you just have to wait so the off season is cool but there's nothing like the actual football season with the games and um all the different storylines and narratives and stuff so yeah there's only three oh a little side note um in my picks league in my sports group, um, I'm about to win this thing. Like, I have a two and a half game lead with three games left. We have both these title games and then the Super Bowl. Okay, and I have a two and a half game lead over two guys. And my magic number is one. And if I stretch, if I play my picks right i'll win because i i'm gonna win this thing and that's pretty awesome because like last year i had a really bad year like i really i had a really bad first half of the year i mean i i I came on pretty strong late in the season but i still ended up like one game under 500 and it was rather embarrassing like i'm an admin in this group and um like, I was struggling earlier in the year, and I was just like, dude, like, this is embarrassing. Like, how are you, like, you at least have to be somewhat, like, in the top five. Like, you have to be, like, you can't just be, like, in the bottom of the pack. Like, this is, dude, like, like, you just slap yourself. Like, what are you doing? Like, I had, like, an epiphany. I was like, dude. And I just started picking really well after that. And, um, 
And there was times where you like, I don't know if you guys know the expression, it's called like parking the bus. It's like you play really conservative, like you play defense, like you just make safe picks. And I started doing some of that. And um, there was a couple picks that like came through really good for me. Like there was one game where everybody was on one team and I picked the other team. I was literally one pick out of 20. Every, like 19 picks for one team and I picked the other side and like my like I like right there I picked up one game on everybody and right now I have a two and a half game lead so that right there was huge um like it doesn't seem like it at the time but obviously it ended up being pretty big um so yeah I'm pretty excited about that I have to uh because these guys their only hope is that I somehow go 0 and 3 and they go 3 and 0. And that's not going to happen because all I have to do is like mirror their picks. Like if like you know what like it's just a strategy at this point. Like I'm just playing, I'm just parking the bus. Like I'm just freaking I'm just going to win this thing. Um there's no point in like, you know, letting bravado get in the way like you know, like oh, I'm just going to like, I'm just going to try to separate myself and just win by even more. I'm just trying to win. Like, that's just, just win. Like, I'll be the champ. We'll run it back next year. But this year was mine. But anyway, yeah. Um. So, yeah, like, thanks for listening. Like, subscribe, rate, all that stuff. Um. This is George D. for the George D. Football Show. Um. Until next time, you know, talk to you guys later.